Welcome to the Viking Age podcast. I'm your host, Adam Patrick, and I'm the editor and the lead writer for TheVikingAge.com. And as always, I'm joined by Chris Shad, who writes for us here at The Viking Age, as well as Zone Coverage, and bring me the news. Uh, before we get started on today's show, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure to subscribe and like this video. And if you already have, we great, greatly appreciate you. Uh, also, check the description. Very gracious, too. Yes, check like. the description of this video to uh, enter for your chance to win a free Justin Jefferson jersey. He's a pretty popular guy right now, so uh, pick those up while you can. Uh, but yes, go to the description of this video and enter that contest for a free Justin Jefferson jersey to enter a contest to win it. Uh, and also follow Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. We, we like to interact with you guys out there. So uh, before we start today, Chris, I got a little trivia for today. I like to mix things up, as you know. Um, so we know, know that before Brad Childress, before he became the head coach of the Vikings in 2006, he was the Eagles offensive coordinator. There is one other former Vikings head coach who spent time on the Eagles coaching staff earlier in his career before becoming Minnesota's head coach. Do you know who it is? Okay. I'm thinking, is it... Oh, it's not Jerry Burns, right? No, no. it's not. He was a, he was Viking through and through. Okay, spent two, he spent two seasons with the Packers before he went to the Vikings. Actually, two seasons with the Packers. Okay, it's not Leslie Frazier. Um, um it is. It is. <laughs> I didn't think I didn't think Leslie Frazier would be on the Packers though. Because he was a former bear, but I mean, no. take the job where you can get it, I guess, right? I said Eagles. You said he was on the, maybe you said he was on the Packers. I just said Jerry Burns was on the, the Packers for, for two seasons. Oh, I was looking, I was looking for guys okay. on the Eagles. That, that, really, that really threw me off then. Sorry. So yeah, yes. sure, Leslie yes. Frazier. All right. Leslie Frazier. His first. Technically, actually, I won. His, his first uh, coaching gig in the NFL was actually with the Eagles as their defensive backs coach. From 1999 to 2002, I want to say I th- I feel like Andy Reid was the head coach um, around Probably. that time. That's when yeah. McNabb and, and stuff were around. Um, but yeah, Leslie Frazier, Mister Look at the Tape. Uh, he's been coaching in the league for a while, and his his Bills defense looking pretty good these days. So, uh, do you think he ever gets another head coaching gig? Mm, I think he does. Um. If something, I don't, if something happens like the Texans scenario where they wanted to hire somebody, but they Josh McCown, uh, oh my, the NFL just yeah. got sued. Hey, no, I don't, Leslie, what's up? I don't know because he's over. He's over sixty. I feel like, so, and I don't know how how many teams are that interested anymore in hiring guys who are over sixty. Because they had we had Mike Zimmer, we had. Uh, Vic Fangio. There was Bruce At Arians. You know, sixty-three. The, yeah, yeah. That's so he's that, probably that, he was he's older than I thought he was, but yeah. So I feel like if he was going to get a, another job, it probably would have been this year. But I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, unless the Bills are like, but they were they had a really good defense last year too. So I don't know. Maybe people are just just scared of his tenure with the Vikings and and worried about that happening again because he was he's a he's a players like him and he's yeah. a nice guy 
but nice doesn't really cut it when you're a head coach. Sometimes you got to not be so nice. Ask Nathaniel Hackett how that oh, is going God. right now. Uh, yeah, I've seen Could a lot you, of people. <laughs> I, all right, we got to talk. Could you believe that they <laughs> did that? Like, that yeah. was a Mike Zimmer special. Yeah. Just like, yeah, we got 40. Let's kick a 64 yard. I don't even know if Mike Zimmer. Did that. I think he no. would have just, he would have punted probably. <laughs> that's like another level of like zen like, it was really it was really confusing because they ran up to the line like they were going to run a play yeah. and then they called timeout so they wasted 30 seconds to call a timeout so then if you don't get the field goal then you have there's no point in calling timeout anyways I think I, along with the rest of America was watching the Manning cast or at least those who yeah. have like expanded cables like yeah, yeah. Well, Peyton's like <laughs> and, jamming and like Shannon that. Shannon like, Sharp's just like, what, what is happening? Like Eli, I, I feel like Eli was just like sitting back laughing because he's <laughs> got like two Bronco alums, and he's just mm-hmm. like, yeah, I guess they're running the clock down. They're like, why would you do that? <laughs> I mean, luckily, uh, Nathaniel Hackett didn't come out on Tuesday and be like, well, you know, I went with the decision that I made. He came out. And he's like, yeah, we should have gone for it, uh, for sure. Uh, because yeah. one, like, yeah, the even the win probability was better if you went for it on fourth and five than it was to attempt a sixty-four yard field goal, and then he made it worse because he started calling timeouts when they were kneeling the ball. And it's like, what? What are you, you hoping for a bad snap or something? <laughs> like, I don't know. But it it was it was funny because because Russell Wilson lost in in Seattle and they booed the crap out of him, which was kind of surprising because he did a lot for that franchise but apparently they didn't like how he left like um, i i think okay he he is a little weird i i will give them that oh yeah like i i think like it's the same like if aaron Rodgers got traded to denver and they played in green bay like packer fans would have booed the shit out of him like they they would have been pissed yeah. but like i don't know like the eagles there's a statue of nick Foles and doug peterson yeah. at uh lincoln financial field or whatever it's called now like they had to move it to the back of the stadium because like none of them are there anymore (laughs) but like if case keenum would have led the vikings to the super bowl like there would have been a minneapolis miracle statue in front of u.s bank statue he would have had like a giant sculpture in like the middle of the city of just just case keenum there forever like next to all him doing the skull chance next to all the prince stuff and there's case keenum yeah (laughs) There's going to be a mural with Case Keenum and Prince. Yeah, yeah. I have, they, I have when Dove's cry is in my head. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was just it was weird. I still think the Broncos are going to be good because they put up they 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 did really well on offense. They just fumbled on the goal line twice. Yeah, it was like oh, who, Adrian Peterson's in the game. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not worried about the Broncos. It was just it was a weird. I told you I told you. Before we finished recording on Monday, I'm like, I still Seahawks. They're weird. They always play good. They always play hard under under peak. And I was smart enough not to bet on the game after that conversation. No, 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 no. No. I was like, all right, let's let it go. Nope. Nope. Yeah, that's like tonight. Like, I was like, should I like put any money on any like props tonight? And and it's the Chargers and Chiefs. And I'm just like, it's just too hard to figure out who's going to like have more or less one at this point of the year. And then like, with those two teams, you just never know. Right. Uh, so, all right. It's Eagles 
in Vikings week. It's week two uh, as the next game on the Vikings schedule is against the Eagles on Monday night football. Uh, the game will kick off at 7.30 p.m. Central, and it'll be broadcast on ABC with uh, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman getting the call. I thought they did well on uh, on Monday night. I That's the broadcast. I, I didn't even turn to the Manning cast because I was like, I'm. This is fine. Joe Buck and Troy Aikman are fine. Um, a lot of people crap on Joe Buck, but I, I, I think he's okay. He's like fine. when he's not calling a Packer game, like he's fine. He's and like he's good at baseball too. Yes, yes. I, I am very interested to see how what's his name Joe Davis does calling the World Series. I mean, this is a sidebar conversation again, but <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I. A lot of people are still mad. He said what he said about Randy Moss. So he apologized for that. I think I don't think he said he would have done it again, but I mean, he said why he did it. Like he, but but you know what? I think he redeemed himself with the miracle. That was, that was a really good, that was an excellent call. Yes. So I think he redeemed himself with that. Uh, Like the Vikings, the Eagles are one and oh, after they defeated the mighty lions last week, they held them off 38 to 35. Uh, according to FanDuel, the Eagles are currently favored by one and a half points over the Vikings on Monday. A line that I think was three uh, after last Sunday. So it's dropped a little bit in favor of the Vikings. A lot of people are a little more happier with how they performed. Um, all right, before we get into some some topics, Chris, what what is just your general confidence level about the Vikings heading in to uh, this this Monday night matchup with the Eagles? It's a little bit higher than at the beginning of the season. I mean, when you come out and whoop the Packers like they did, um, I, I think they did a great job. The one concern that I have right now is, is this sustainable? Because we've seen this team in the past have issues with consistency. Look at this time last year. The Vikings host the Seattle Seahawks, speaking of Russell Wilson, and they just kick the snot out of mm-hmm. them. They score, I think it was the last 23, 30 points of the game. and. The next week, they play Cleveland at home, and they score seven points. Like, And that was the whole season. It was up and down, mm-hmm. up and down. That's why Mike Zimmer got fired, because when this team went down, nobody could pull them out of that tailspin. Yeah. And you have the same roster left over from there. So, so, I mean, a lot of people will probably be like, well, why are you talking about uh, O'Connell and Zimmer again? Well, it's because the same roster is there. So you have It was just parallel. there, too. <laughs> yes, yes. So, I mean... Like five years ago, mm-hmm. I am very interested to see how the Vikings perform in this game and if they've read their press clippings and kind of you know go through the motions or if they come out and go, Okay, we're a better team here, let's stop Philadelphia, let's go to two and oh. And if they win this game, yeah. I, I mean, they could be six and oh by the bye. There is a non zero chance yeah. that could happen because you get the Lions <laughs> at home, you got the Saints over in London, that's a coin flip. You got the Bears at home. You're going to win that game probably. And then you play uh, Miami in Miami, which will be a little tough. But I mean, again, non-zero. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, if they win on Monday, their Super Bowl odds are going to go up even more. So if you want to bet on the Vikings winning the Super Bowl, you should do that now. Because those odds are going to go way higher if they win on on Tuesday. They've already gone a lot higher this year. but let's talk about some problems that, that the Vikings must fix before before facing the Eagles on Monday. So they got a nice win. The Vikings got a nice win last week against the Packers, 23-7. They put up almost 
400 yards total offense, held the Packers to seven points. It was a good performance from the Vikings. No one's arguing that. However, there are still some things that the Vikings must, you know, attempt to fix before they take on the Eagles on Monday if they want to improve the 2-0. and And I wrote about this over on the Viking Age, and I listed four things for the Vikings to fix before Monday. So they are giving up interior pressure, stopping the run, converting more on third down, and scoring more in the second half. Now, Chris, can you rank these problems from one to four uh, with one being the most important in order of how much a priority each one should be heading into week two. I thought about putting these in like a card shuffler and seeing what came <laughs> out first because they're all important. Mm-hmm. I, I think um, they have equal importance. I guess if I were to, you know, gun to head, what is the biggest problem? I think it's interior pressure. And that's something that we all expected coming into the season. Um, Ed Ingram wasn't that great on Sunday. Like for everything, all the good vibes and whatever, Ed Ingram's debut, a little off. But that's decent, fine. He's a rookie. Decent PFF grade, though, but terrible yeah. against the pass. But right. Decent overall. And, and that's what you want in that situation because Kirk struggles against interior pressure. Yeah. Now you're going up against Fletcher Cox, yeah. who, I mean, him against a rookie scares me. Like no mm-hmm. matter what you talk about. Mm-hmm. And you also have Jordan Davis, which I think everybody saw when the Eagles took Davis and then take a look at the schedule. They're like, oh, my God, Garrett Bradbury is going to die. Um, the impact that Jordan Davis had last week, even though he didn't play the entire game, I think he only played like 20 some snaps. Yeah, it's, like DeAndre fifth on the, Swift. it's like fifth on the depth chart. It's weird. Yeah. DeAndre Swift had a monster game. He had yeah. seven yards per carry when he was out of the game. He was just under three when he was in. And, and the reason they're doing that is because Jordan Davis's pass rush moves aren't on par. So you can't have him on every down and everything else um, because he's just not developed in that game yet. So I think that's what Jonathan Gannon was doing. A lot of Eagles fans are upset that Jordan Davis wasn't in the game more. Mm -hmm. But when you look at last week, Kirk was under pressure 42% of the time. That was, I think, sixth in the league, according to the pro football focus last week or last year, excuse me, it was 33.7%. So that was way worse than that offensive line we were talking about. Sorry, allergy season. My nose is like going rogue here. <laughs> You're packing um, a lot of dust too everywhere. Yeah. I, I don't think the Vikings can stop interior pressure. I don't no, think they have no. the personnel. I, I think like their best chance is like if Kevin O'Connell goes illusion of complexity and like goes, hey, over here, Jordan Day, <laughs> over here. I got a cheeseburger over here. Jordan, hey, like that. that's probably their best uh, way against it. So I think interior pressure is the number one uh, topic there. So interior pressure, number one, then what would you say the second? Oh, yeah. Um, I, I got a whole bunch of notes. I, I won't elaborate on all of them, but I think <laughs> number two, I, I I put them in order. I put them the same order yeah. you did because yeah. I think stopping the runs a big concern. The Eagles yeah. ran for 200 yards last week, yep. but Jalen Hurts ran 17 times for 91 yards, mm-hmm. and that fueled that. You know, this Viking defense – in the past has struggled against quarterbacks that can get out of the pocket and make plays. Oh, so yeah, the like difference with Jalen hurts is that his first instinct when he doesn't see something is to tuck and run a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers will get out of the pocket and he'll look downfield. That's why they were able to get sacks last week. I feel like the Packers could have had more on the ground if they didn't fall behind last week. Yep. Yep. So stopping the runs big for me too. third down. Um, Andy Herman, who is a uh, Packer reporter, and, and mm-hmm. I apologize. I don't know his uh, 
official affiliation. I got it right here. You see the athletic guy? Um, let's double check. Pack a day podcast, oh, Packer okay. Report 66, okay, nothing okay. about the athletic. Um, Vikings drives today included three plays, negative five yards, punt, five plays, 20 yards, punt, three plays, one yard, punt, four plays, negative five yards, field goal. Must add a turnover after that. Five plays, 20 yards, punt, seven plays, 34 yards, punt. That's 27 plays, 65 yards, and five punts. Now, the other four drives, 78 yards, touchdown, yeah. 89 <laughs> yards, field goal, 74 yards, touchdown. This is like Adrian Peterson level execution. Oh, wow, yeah. Like you either get like one yard or you get 99 on a run. Yep. They like last year, everybody, like the whole thing is. You know, the Kirk stands will be like, hey, Kirk sucks because of the defense, right? Mm -hmm. Here's the problem. The Vikings led the NFL in three and outs last year. Mm -hmm. Defense isn't on the field in those situations. Mm -hmm. Those situations I just listed off was some of the same stuff that they did last year. But mm -hmm. they masked that because they cashed in on big, long touchdown drives against mm -hmm. the Packers that took time off the clock. They need to sustain drives. And the best way to shut down the Eagles offense is to control time of possession. Now, now the difference here is that Kevin O'Connell isn't going to run, 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 run the ball like Mike Zimmer did. He's going to pass. He's going to yeah. attack and everything else, which leads me to number four, which is scoring more in the second half. And I thought Thielen's quotes were a little bit weird after the game where he said, hey, we're attacking, attacking, attacking in every situation. <laughs> I don't think they attacked in the third quarter. Mm -hmm. Like watching the game, I was just kind of like, why are they letting their foot off the gas? And I, I know that the Packers were going to shift to Jefferson. He wasn't going to get 184 more yards in the second mm -hmm. half because mm -hmm. like people should be fired if that ha would have happened. Mm -hmm. But I mean, some of the other guys never got going. Like Adam Thielen had like 34 yards receiving. KJ Osborne had less receiving yards than Johnny Munt. Uh, where was Irv Smith all the game? I don't mm -hmm. know if it was a pitch count or what, but yeah, I think he dropped a pass and that's the only time I saw CJ Ham. Where was he? Yeah. Special teams. He's, he has replaced Dan Chisna as the ultimate weapon on special teams. Hey, he can tackle. So he can, yeah. do, he can do that. That's it's an fair. upgrade. It's, yeah. it's Chisna 2.0. Like all of these things are things that. I wouldn't say it's pessimistic. It's just being a realist. Like yeah. this team has some flaws and it's week one. They can fix them. And I'm sure O'Connell has been saying the same things in his meetings where he's just like, Hey, great win, whatever you guys are great. This is how we can improve. Yep. Well, listen, if you watched any of the, like the, the mic'd up or the sounds of the game, I don't even know what they call it anymore, but, uh, so Smith was kind of saying the same thing on the sideline at the end of the yeah. game. On Sunday is like that's cool. We got to win, but we got a lot of work to do left. Like it's a long, long season, so don't get like too high after this win. It was a good win, but like we still got plenty of work to do. And um, this is this is a team that didn't play in the preseason. Not to cut right, you off, but right, I mean, right, right. this is their first time on the field in a competitive setting as a group. Like you could argue the 49ers practice was that setting, but that was like three weeks ago. So I mean. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I love what they did this preseason, especially after seeing the way they came out. I think more teams are going to do what the Vikings did this preseason yeah. as far as holding out their starters. So, I mean, this yeah. this is going to be the norm. But, yeah, I, I, I'm a little bit skittish when everybody's like, yeah, they're they're NFC contenders now. I'm like, I don't know. I, they I don't had know. a good win. They had a good playoff, win. 
they looked like a playoff team on yeah. uh, Sunday. I'll put it that way. They beat the pack. They beat the Packers last year too at home. So yeah. and then then they didn't make the playoffs. So then Kirk um, lined up under the guard, and we all know how that went. Again, inconsistency. Like I was saying, that that's what this team is. Hey, Kirk's. You know, he's the second best quarterback on PFF or whatever. Um. So what was I even going to say? Yeah, like. There's still plenty of stuff for them to do. I think I would even say that that stopping the run might be more important because I think this game is going to be a lot closer than than the the Packers game was because one is going to be on the road. Uh, two, I think the Eagles' offense, at least right now, is a lot better than the Packers' offense. Um, so you know the Eagles, you didn't mention it, but they were the number one rushing offense last year, um, and so they're they've been good at running the football. You know, Jalen Hurts has been good as a rushing quarterback, and it wasn't any different last week. Like like you said, he had 90 rushing yards. Um, and the Vikings allowed 6.2 yards per carry last week in a win, but that's still uh, a weakness that the Eagles can definitely exploit because running the football is a big part of their their offense. Um, and then, yeah, giving up interior pressure, that's something that's probably going to be a problem for the entire season unless they, like, Maybe put Austin, not Austin, Austin Slotman, Slotman. I'm mixing up his uh, words here. Uh, Austin Slotman in the middle there for uh, for Bradbury. Maybe he can mitigate some of this, but, you know, then what are you giving up? Because Bradbury played pretty well against the run last week, um, but he's terrible at pass blocking, so you, you give and take, I guess, with that. And then, yeah, converting on third down, they were just four for 13 last week. I think they had two first downs on third down going into the fourth quarter. That's that's not good. And then the second half, they only had six points. You can't go against the Eagles, a team that's probably going to contend in the NFC, you know, on the road, tough environment. You cannot have six points and a half. You need to no. probably score at least two touchdowns per half or, you know, yeah. That's probably what you need to do to to win this game, especially with the amount of points that the Eagles just put up uh, against the Lions. Uh, is there anything else that you think the Vikings should fix or improve before week two, or is that that pretty much cover it all? I think the Vikings could do a better job in coverage. I, I think there are a lot of instances where I was watching it live and be like, oh, the Vikings coverage did a great job because they got a sack. Mm -hmm. um, those Packers receivers have some work to do. Like, I'm not oh, yeah. going to call them bad. I, I'm just going to say they have a lot of work to do because if Christian Watson catches a touchdown on the first yep. drive, yep. we are talking not only about a different performance by the secondary, but a different surprise when it comes to this entire game. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I think you're going to talk about this a little bit later, but I mean, that secondary still scares me a little bit. And I don't know if they'll get Lewis seen back. I, I didn't He's check the practice me. report. Yeah. So, I mean, today. I, I'm really well, interested to see what this defense looks like him. Andrew him, Booth so. sat out though, so that's another yeah. piece of the set. But you you kind of mentioned this too about the them about their approach to the preseason. Andrew Booth's the only player that missed practice for the Vikings today, Thursday. Yeah, I looked at the Cardinals injury report. They had about nine or ten guys who were like limited or didn't practice or like dealing with some sort of injury and i'm like that's that's like that's you look at the approaches that's what you get like that would that would have been the vikings last year where i want to know so but i want to know what kyler murray's kill count was in call of duty <laughs> last night 
Just, yeah. just wondering. Yeah. How much film did he watch before the Chiefs game? Because it didn't really look like he watched a whole lot. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's anything. You, yeah, the secondary. Maybe get fight, figure out a way to get someone else involved besides Justin Jefferson because mm-hmm. couldn't really figure out another guy to get going, I guess, with, with, with Adam Thielen or, or KJ Osborne. Or even like Alexander Madison or Irv Smith, you know. I guess Johnny Munt got involved there, but he's—I don't think he's the guy you really want to get. You don't want him to finish second in receptions every week. Um, no disrespect to Johnny Munt, but you know, Thielen should probably be the guy doing that, or KJ Osborne. And I do wonder if it was because Irv Smith was on a pitch count. Yeah, I'm sure it was. I, I don't think anybody mentioned if it was or not, but I think that they tried to hold him back because he was coming back and. You know, you don't want him to aggravate that thumb injury because then Johnny Munster tight end won the entire season. Well, so. yeah, li- listen, this this Vikings coaching staff is much better at approaching injuries than the previous one. So mm-hmm. I whatever they plan to do for Irv Smith moving forward, I have no problem with because I feel a lot more confident in their approach than I did with the previous regime. Because if this was the previous regime, he probably would have played the whole game last week. And then, you know, he'd be hurt in week four or whatever. Mm-hmm. So. I do not have a problem with what they're doing. All right, let's look at some of the best matchups between the Vikings and Eagles next week. So uh, we're just looking at the Vikings offense versus the Eagles defense. Which which matchup intrigues you the most? I think it's the Vikings offensive line against the Eagles pass rush. Uh, the Eagles didn't do a good job getting the quarterback last week. Jared Goff was under pressure 28.2% of his dropbacks. That was 26th in the NFL among all qualifying quarterbacks that played 20% of the league lead in dropbacks. Detroit has a better offensive line than the Vikings. I should point that out first. But I mean, can this offensive line stop Fletcher Cox, Jordan Davis, Brandon Graham, Josh Sweat? I mean, the Eagles have waves of pass rushers that can get to the quarterback. And I mean, we saw it in the NFC championship game about five years ago. I don't think this defense is as good as they were five years ago, but I mean, they definitely have the tools to mess stuff up in the trenches. And I don't like Eagles fans are kind of mad about Jonathan Gannon, not putting Jordan Davis on the field. I don't think he's a complete idiot. I mean, the Eagles run a four to three defense. I think we're going to see a lot of Fletcher Cox. I think we're going to see a lot of Jordan Davis. And I think they're going to cause problems because, uh, if uh, Ed Ingram, and I, I assume they won't because the Eagles have those edge defenders. I think if it's one-on-one with Ed Ingram and Garrett Bradbury, uh, the Vikings are going to have a lot more pressure, a uh, lot more trouble protecting Kirk Cousins. And it's all about how he performs under pressure. Yeah, they weren't. They didn't. Did Kirk roll out at all last week? I don't really remember. Him. I feel like he did. First play was a play action rollout. Okay. A little completion to Johnny Munt. I but loved it, it. Yeah, but he didn't. I don't think it was. I, I don't think he did it a lot. The yeah. one, uh, what was it? Was that the 64 yarder to Justin Jefferson? That's when he's he in the up. pocket. He stepped, yep, up. he stepped up and he's like, whoa, <laughs> like, you know, or if he has, if he has Packers fans, that was a duck um, that he threw. <laughs> but uh, yeah, a, a 40 yard duck. Sure worked. Um, yeah, I think to kind of maybe slow that pass rush on the inside down a little bit, they should maybe do some more rollouts and, and get those guys, you know, moving because it's just straight up, just just Kirk in the pocket. That's that's probably not a, a good idea unless you, he's getting the ball out quick. Because 
um, he cannot just sit there and just have Ed Ingram and Garrett Bradbury just get eaten alive by the the Eagles defensive line because that will that's what will happen. And I I think that Kevin O'Connell is smart enough to figure that out. I'm sure he's got something some different things in mind. He might they might not even pass as much, uh, which is leading to my you know matchup to watch, which is the Vikings rushing attack against the Eagles defense because last week the Eagles gave up 181 rushing yards to the Lions. At 6.5 yards per carry, we keep talking about how the how the Vikings gave up 6.2 yards per carry to the Packers. The Eagles gave up 6.5 yards per carry to the Lions, so that's even worse. Uh, Lions running back DeAndre, DeAndre Swift had 144 yards on the ground, 15 carries, and uh, he and Jamal Williams combined to rush for three touchdowns against the Eagles last week. So Eagles defense actually worse against the run than the Vikings. So, um, and I, I think most would agree that Dalvin Cook is a better running back than DeAndre Swift. So I could see a game plan where the Vikings maybe try and get the ball in Cook's hands a lot more than they did last week, uh, which, you know, considering Dalvin Cook got 23 touches last week, so he still had the ball a good amount of time. But I could see a game plan where Kevin O'Connell mixes things up and makes Dalvin Cook kind of like the priority for, for the Vikings this week. This this is so easy for Jonathan Cannon. Just put Jordan Davis and Fletcher Cox <laughs> in the game, mm-hmm. and like you get interior pressure on the pass rush, and mm-hmm. you get a badass run stuffer. Like it's not hard. So I mean, I'm very interested to see what they do. Like, is Jordan Davis just not ready to the point where he can be an every down guy? Because I mean, that was one of the knocks coming conditioning out of college. Yeah, it was that he wasn't a good pass rusher, and like his conditioning was a little bit off. So he's a big guy. He is. He freak athlete. Though. He is. Like, yeah, I, gotta... I don't know. He might like sacrifice Garrett Bradbury on Monday <laughs> night. That, like, that's what, a weird use to word. Was that yeah, uh, a weird word to use? Yeah, but... he'll make it. He'll make him look worse than that center he did in those those joint practices or whatever that they had uh, this summer. Are you Broncos. familiar with the F five? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Um. Yeah. So. Excuse me, listeners. I have a cough drop in my mouth. Sorry. Um, but yeah, like it seems like I don't know, because because then if you put Jordan Davis and Fletcher Cox in there, then the, then I feel like the, the Vikings are going to be like, fine, we're just going to just like run Justin, just, Justin Jefferson over the middle, throw to him more or we'll run some screens with Devin Cook, and see if you can chase him down. So like that's the kind of thing I'm, I look forward to with this like new coaching staff is like how they adjust to what the other team does instead of just being stubborn like the previous one. It's like, this is our offense. This we're going to run. If they can stop it, fine. If they can't, good for us. But, you know, we're not going to make any adjustments because this is just what we run. I don't think Kevin O'Connell is going to be like that. And I'm no. kind of looking forward to see what they do. All right, on the defensive side of the ball for the Vikings defense versus the Eagles offense, which which matchup is uh, sticking out to you? I want to stay in the trenches, man. I feel like meat and potatoes tonight. Uh, <laughs> Jalen Hurts was hit in NFL time. Uh, uh, the uh, before I die is getting to me a little bit here. <laughs> Jalen Hurts was hit in NFL high 20 times last Sunday, mm-hmm. which means that this Minnesota defensive line could have a good game. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. The Vikings didn't get big pressure numbers last week, but they kicked the hell out of Aaron Rodgers. And I said, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of it was because there wasn't anything downfield. Mm-hmm. So Darius and uh, Darius Smith and Daniel Hunter will lead the charge, but I mean, are we going to see anything from the interior? I don't feel like there was a lot of push. I feel like Harrison Smith, uh, Dalvin Tomlinson, and uh, Harrison Phillips. 
Yeah, I, I think those guys. Did I say Harrison Smith? <laughs> God, I, I do that all the time. Like, <laughs> I get them all mixed up. Like Jordan, da- like you were talking about Jordan Davis last week. I'm like, oh, the country singer, and like, mm. uh, no, Chris, he just Snickers. <laughs> I was talking um, about Jordan Hicks. Jordan Hicks, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, in the trenches, man, the defensive line against the offensive line. I swear, I know what I'm talking about. I, I think that's going to be a lot of fun to watch on Monday night. Yeah, I, th- I think so. I think it's going to be interesting to see how this this new form this new formation matches up against uh, a running quarterback like like Jalen Hurts. Because previously, if it was four three, I think we'd still have plenty of worries. Like they're going against in the past, like Cam Newton or RG three or whatever Michael Vick way back in the day. But now it's three four, and is is this defense better suited to go against uh, a running quarterback like Jalen Hurts? And we'll get to find that out on Monday. Um, I've got Minnesota's secondary against A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith, the Eagles wide receivers. I kind of alluded to this earlier, but the Vikings got extremely uh, lucky last week when when Christian Watson dropped that easy touchdown. That could have changed the whole game. We'd be sitting here talking about Patrick Peterson's past his prime or whatever, like get him off the field. But he dropped that and things went the Vikings way. But if A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith get that wide open, on Monday, they're not going to drop those passes. They might, you know, drop a pass here and there, but not not like that. Um, Smith actually had zero catches last week, which is kind of surprising. My guillotine um, team noticed. <laughs> okay. All right. We survived, but we noticed. <laughs> okay. Uh, but A.J. Brown finished with uh, ten, 10 catches for 155 last week against the Lions. So he's, he's not messing around. He already looks like a favorite target of Jalen Hurts. So uh, that'll be interesting to see. Who the Vikings put on him? If they put Peterson on him, if they put Dantzler on him, who, who's gonna, who's gonna stop AJ Brown? If anyone can can stop him, uh, and it looks like the Vikings will have Lewis seen back. He practiced today on Thursday. Um, he's been talking about how he's gonna make his debut debut on Monday, so it looks like he'll be back. Don't know what he's gonna be doing. He might not even play um, on defense. But and then rookie corner Andrew Booth is dealing with a quad injury, and he did not practice. Uh, today on Thursday, so that'll be interesting to keep that an eye on that. Even though I think Caleb Evans is is higher than him on the depth chart uh, right now, so I'm not sh- how much, sure how much of an impact that'll even have if Booth can't play. But yeah, this Viking secondary for as as little as Aaron Rodgers was able to throw for last week, I think that was more of a uh, a product of their pass rush than it was their secondary. And the Eagles' offensive line is much better than what the Packers put out on the field last week. I think I saw something where Lane Johnson hasn't given up a sack in like, since like 2019. Uh, so that's, it's pretty good. Um, so yeah, secondary still got plenty of question marks and they're, they got a tough test this week against AJ Brown and, and Devonta Smith. So that's, that's what I'll be watching for. Anything else on this? I don't think so. I mean, I- I'm just excited. These two teams feel like they're really evenly matched. I think it's been a good game. Point in the season. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I'd be shocked if somebody blew out another team. Uh, one thing to note, Kirk Cousins is very good against yep. the Eagles in his career. Yep. Six and two career. His only two losses came against the Eagles in 2017. Otherwise, he's about 300 yards per game, about three touchdowns, maybe a pick or two in there. But uh, he's been very good. He also ended Zach Brown's career, which is freaking hilarious. Um, yeah, they played he called him, him out. I, I can't remember. Did he call him garbage or what did he do? 
I can't even remember, but yeah, I don't, I don't even remember because I, I don't care about that dude because he was stupid and he got cut like next week or whatever. Um, but twenty nineteen, that was the that was uh, the Diggs have like didn't he have like two touch two long touchdowns? In that game I remember I this, like? yes, because I did him or I used him in a uh, DraftKings single game DFS. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I won a lot of money because, and oh. that I think was two weeks after he skipped practice. Mm-hmm. So I mean, everybody was down on him. So yeah, cold. Yeah. yeah, yeah, had the cold. Yeah, no, yeah, it happens. Now it's understandable if you do that, but <laughs> back then, not so much. Um, all right, let's make some 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 picks. There, I couldn't find any props because the game's on Monday and props take a little longer for it to come out. Sure. Um, but I but I did look up some uh, some fantasy projections i guess well no i didn't uh i'm just gonna ask you who, who who's gonna have more passing yards uh next week so who will have more let's start with passing yards we'll do uh kirk cousins or jalen hurts on monday night i'm gonna go kirk um it's kind of hard because i don't really know how much jalen hurts is going to throw yeah. or if he's just gonna tuck his head down and run every time he doesn't see his first read open so, um, yeah, I'll go Kirk. I, I think he keeps the momentum going. If Justin Jefferson doesn't get open against Darius Slay, I think Adam Thielen will. And I think yeah. this will be a big ancillary piece game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wonder if Adam Thielen and Kirk Cousins had like a, a meeting this week to be like, hey, you're still my friend. You know, we're still we're still best friends. But you I'm know, sorry I, said, I didn't throw you the ball, Adam. I'm I had sorry. to throw it. I th- had to throw it to Justin. He was wide open all game. Um. Yeah, Jalen Hurts. He threw for two forty three last week. Uh, and he averaged uh two ten a game in twenty twenty one. So yeah, I'll go with with Kirk Cousins for sure. Uh, more rushing yards: Dalvin Cook or Jalen Hurts. Ooh, I I thought you were gonna go Miles Sanders, <laughs> no. but um, Dalvin Cook. Okay, I, I, I think so. it'll be I. Yeah, I I mean. Just the way they gashed them when Jordan Davis wasn't on the field. I think Jonathan Gannon puts him on the field a little bit more, but um, I think Cook has a big day. Yeah, I think so too. We talked about how the Eagles rushing defense is worse than the Vikings rush defense, which is not something to be happy about going against the game or going in a game against Dalvin Cook. So yeah, I'll go with Dalvin Cook too. Hertz did rush for 90 yards last week, and he averaged over 50 yards uh, per game on the ground last season. So he could, but yeah, I'll go with Cook too. All right, this could be interesting. More receiving yards: Justin Jefferson or AJ Brown? AJ Brown. Yeah, but I don't think I don't think it means Justin Jefferson has a bad game, right? Like, could be like I just think could that be like one forty and one twenty. Yeah, I, I think that AJ Brown's like the centerpiece of the passing game mm-hmm. for the Eagles. So. I think I think AJ Brown has more yards than Justin Jefferson. I'm getting I get when I watch him or when I watched him last week, I got vibes of like T.O. on. Yeah, on sure. That's like, who I was thinking of. Yeah, he's got like the same build, and he randomly gets like 150 yards. He doesn't look like he can get that, but he does. Uh, so yeah, I'll go with AJ Brown too because I just think the Eagles are probably going to be more locked in on on trying to shut Justin Jefferson down, which the Packers claimed to be last week, but he was wide open. Um, but, you know, if Jefferson wants to have more receiving yards than A.J. Brown, sure. I don't think we're going to be sad about that. All right, more touchdown catches. Adam Thielen or Dallas Goddard, the Eagles tight end? I think Thielen gets one, and I don't know about Goddard, so I'll go Thielen. 
Yeah, Goddard has had two touchdowns in his last whoops, 12 games. So Go Jackrabbits, uh, though. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't think he's that catching a touchdown against the Vikings. Their linebackers and safeties are pretty darn good in coverage. Uh, Eric Kendricks and, and I said Andrew Bynum last week, or not last week on Monday, which is pretty embarrassing. Uh, Cam Bynum. That's a pretty so, easy like mess, though. I mean, kind of, but Andrew is a like seven foot tall basketball player, so and he of, also wore purple and yellow. That's true. All right, okay, all right. And the Lakers used to be in Minneapolis they before did, we were born. Well, yeah, all the lakes that are in LA, it makes total sense that they're called the Lakers. Yeah, um, yeah, I'll go with Adam Thielen too because he's he can't go two weeks without a touchdown. It's just just doesn't feel. All right. he does is catch touchdowns. Um, here's here's one. This is, this is a tough one. More sacks. Fletcher Cox or Zadarius Smith? Hmm. Can I pick a draw? Yeah, fine. Yeah, I'll say they both get one. Yeah. So I think Cox is getting one and Zadarius. I don't know. Can he play as motivated as he did last week? Yeah. Or is that just kind of a thing? That's that's something I'm worried about. So, yeah, I'll, I'll, pretty, I'll go push. Pretty amped up last week, but he's been I've I've we've been hearing that he's been playing really well all summer. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think I think I'm not worried about him. But like like I said earlier about the, the Eagles offensive line, much better than uh, the Packers offensive line, at least last week. Um, so I'm going to go with Fletcher Cox because anyone who gets to go against scared Bradbury uh, for most of the day, I'm going to pick them over whoever their competition is. All right. So that's all we got for. uh who will have more? Maybe we'll do that again next week. Maybe we'll get some theme music or something. Uh, probably not. Um, let's just go with some, some 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 predictions. So the Vikings will win against the Eagles on Monday night if they do what? If they play like they did Sunday against the Packers, which is a cop-out. But <laughs> I, I think that, you know, just the way they did it, like yeah. coming out strong, moving the ball down the field, um, getting the good, ball to Justin Jefferson, finding wide open. Yeah, good. I mean, their defense looked good. I think if they use that same formula, they can beat the Eagles because I don't think this is an impenetrable team. But um, I, I just wonder if the Vikings that showed up last week will show up this week. Yeah, I think they got to see if they can create some turnovers, um, force the Eagles to to pass the ball because that's not their strength. Their strength is is running the ball. And I think if it's a close game, then they're kind of be in trouble. So I think if the Vikings can kind of do, yeah, like what they did last week and kind of get out to a, a big lead and then force the Eagles to just rely on their passing attack, um, I think that will be uh, a good way to to win. I also think, you know, I mentioned earlier, center, centering the game around Dalvin Cook. Like make him this week, you know, this last week was Justin Jefferson. Let's make Dalvin Cook the, the focal point this week and, and kind of, you know, go into week three with the, more and more illusion of complexity. Like who, who's, who is this offense? Is it Justin Jefferson or is it Dalvin cook or, and then maybe week three, it's Adam Thielen. So like keep switching it up. Um, I think that will help them win. the Vikings will lose on Monday. If they do what if they if don't, they do can't what, contain right? Jalen hurts. Yeah. Cause I, like I said, I mean, that's just an easy way to get like seven, eight yards in a play. And mm-hmm. 
you know, if you're letting him get open, if you're letting him scramble around buy time, find people down the field. I felt like there were times last week where Aaron Rodgers had time to throw one of those bombs. He just couldn't find an open man because the Packers receivers aren't very good right now. So what do you think the Vikings will do to kind of maybe try and stop that? Do you have like Daniel Hunter spy on him or Eric Kendricks or Harrison Smith? What do you think they're going to do? That could be. I mean, you know, maybe they use well, Jordan Hicks wasn't good in coverage. Maybe it's an Eric <laughs> Kendricks thing, Yeah, you know, but Philly's backs can catch the ball, too. So, yeah. I don't know. I, it might just be like, uh, just get to the quarterback <laughs> at all cost. But all right. Final score prediction. Like I mentioned earlier, the Eagles are favored by one and a half. And the over under is 51 and a half points right now, according to FanDuel. I said the Vikings would lose their first two games, and I'm not going to back down, even though they won their first one. I, I just don't see the Vikings. I know this team. I know this roster. I, I know them. Like, do you, this is do a game you know they don't win. They didn't win under Mike Zimmer. This is another opportunity for Kevin O'Connell to rewrite the script. So I think it's going to be close. I I think I don't think they're going to get blown out like I thought they would when I first saw the schedule. But uh, I think it'll be Eagles 31, Vikings 28, last second field goal. Well, we both know after, after Sunday's game, I was the one who was like, let's – chill out you know everyone's like super bowl here we come and i'm like let's settle down we've been here before one no we've been burned many times in the past let's not do it again but apparently i'm the more optimistic one because i have the vikings winning on monday awesome. i have them winning 24 17 on the road 2-0 kevin o'connell coach of the year here we come um and i think it is going to be a lot of a lot of delvin cook i think we're going to see a lot of him in there and i think i think this defense the pass rush is going to be a factor again because it was it was really good last week and i think as long as darius smith and daniel hunter are on the field and they're healthy i think it's going to be a problem for for everybody all year so i got the vikings winning 24 17 and you know what i don't really care what the final score is if the vikings or eagles win on monday as long as it's not 38 to 7 because i've seen that a couple <laughs> times this week already and it's getting me a little mad. So just as long as it's not that score, it could be any other score. Oh, man. All right. So we are done here today. Uh, next week, since the game's on Monday, we will not have a podcast on Monday because we will be uh, watching the game. Um, but we'll probably have something on Tuesday and then probably Thursday next week. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure to subscribe and like this video if you haven't already. Uh, make sure to follow the Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, and the audio version of this podcast is always available as well on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, wherever you get your podcasts. So go check that out. Uh, but until next time, Chris and I will talk to you later.